voting is a great right we have in our country. If you don't fix the machines, if you don't stop the right-hand ballots, we're going to lose again. You were heard at the ballot box. I shouldn't have to just swallow what you're giving me just because of a party. Now, come join the conversation. Get off your bazaki and get it done. Across the board, people need to wake up. We the people will always find a way. This is Eastern Carolina's Place to Talk on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in News and Views for a Wednesday. Shelby Steele, Jason Whitlock, Jason Riley, Ben Carson, Thomas Sowell, Clarence Thomas, Candace Owens, Walter Williams, Tim Scott, Mia Love, Alan West, Carol Swain, Condoleezza Rice, J.C. Watts, Larry Elder, Armstrong Williams, Ken Blackwell. Let's add to that list of black conservatives Kathy Barnett. She is a national spokeswoman for the 1776 Action, a 2022 Republican candidate for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. Uh, you might remember if you saw her face, and if you are looking online or on uh, Cable Seven, you can see a picture of Kathy. You will recognize her. She ran against uh, Mehmet Oz and uh, came in third in, the, in a very close race. I mean, she came in third, but the, the difference in the percentage numbers was uh, just a few percentage points. Uh, she's also a veteran. She's also the author of Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, Being Black and Conservative in America. And she joins us right now. Kathy, welcome in. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, boy, I, that list of names I just read increases, it seems like, every day. There's more names that you <laughs> add to the, the black conservative list. I've been doing this program now for 12 years, uh, Kathy, and I have said from day one that the conservative movement will really come into its own as as black Americans realize that the solution for the problems that have festered uh, with the black community specifically, but with all of America, um, it, you know, when they realize and they join the ranks of the conservative movement, the conservative party will have really come into its own. Yeah, you know, and um, I just wrote an article uh, last week with Newsweek. You can go out there and your audience can take a look at it. And I talk about some of the things the Republican Party should perhaps consider doing to bring more people um, uh, within the minority community, be it black, Hispanic, Hindu, Asian, into the uh, Republican Party because it is ripe for the pickings right now. Oh, yeah. Although I was in, although I was in a Republican primary, I spent a tremendous amount of time in the black community. One, because I wanted to show Republicans what it looks like to have someone who's comfortable in their skin and can walk into these other communities and tell our story. And then, two, I wanted black people to know what it looked like to have a politician woo their vote and not take it as a far-gone conclusion that they're going to come out and vote for them. And so um, and it, and I, I was constantly changing people's registration from Democrat to Republican the entire time I would go in because they want better. We are uh, Republican. Well, my partner, Benny, is actually independent. I'm Republican because I feel like, all right, that's the closest organization that is is out there that they're, they're the closest to what I embrace. But I don't believe Republican, if you cut me. I believe I believe conservative. I believe Christian. But uh, I yeah. do not believe Republican. <laughs> Why did you decide to go the Republican route? 
only because I would, I would never vote for a Democrat again in my life. You know, like most black people, 92% of black people, I was born into the Democrat Party, just like I was born into brown skin. And it wasn't until I was a junior in college. I had given my life to the Lord a couple of years before. And now I'm a junior in college studying economics and finance and just watching how the world actually works. And, you know, and that's one of my messages when I go into the black community is that we have that we are Democrats' most loyal constituents. No one is more loyal to the Democrat Party than black people. Again, we vote anywhere between 92 to 95 percent Democrat every single year. And like I ask black people, what exactly have we gotten for that loyalty? Nothing. We know what they get. <laughs> they can't get the. Well, I mean, well, we have gotten something, right? Broke, broken, and bruised. And that's the uh, uh, premise uh. of my book, is looking at the black community as a petri dish and speaking to the broader American culture that if we don't get our head out of the sand, Democrats are going to do to the rest of America what they've done to the black community, left us broke, broken, and bruised. It is ridiculous the way we're living. And black people respond to that. But you're right. The Republican Party, we have some fixing to do in this party, right? Unfortunately, we're a two-party system. We're stuck with it. And I'm never voting Democrat again. So what do you do? And I believe I do not have to advocate my values in order to side with the party that is increasingly looking like a uniparty. Um, increasing Democrats couldn't do half the stuff they're doing if Republicans weren't complicit, and that's the reality in which we're living in. We're taking, uh, talking to Kathy Barnett with uh, 1776action.org. Uh, do you have a question for Yeah, Yeah, Ms. Barnett, this is Benny. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, I, I, think, um, I think any objective person would look over the last 40 or 50 years and say, you know, the Democrats have done a better job of reaching out to, to black Americans, although you know, their motives were were in, in, were obvious and intentional. And maybe the Republicans just gave up on that segment of the population because they didn't think they could convince them. What is just, in your opinion, three or four key points that Republicans could reach out to black Americans on to say, hey, your your, your values are more aligned with the Republican Party? Well, you can look at my race, right? Because um, we were about to win. If I put into perspective my primary opponents, they spent $60 million in this primary race. They spent less than $2 million. Um, and we were about to win. And then the lies started coming, right? And the smearing started coming. And it didn't come from the left. It didn't come from CNN. It came from Sean Hannity. Fox News and others who purport to be conservative, right? And so one of the things we have to do is make room for people who don't look like the typical country club Republican, make room and and learn to be open to people who may not look like the typical Republican, may not sound like a typical Republican, may not come from the exact same background of the average Republican, but that that is very reflective of our party. Our party is growing by leaps and bounds. And I would come back to the GOP party and tell them that about half the room, about half the people in the rooms I was going into, they weren't what we would consider the typical Republicans. And yet, number two, we have the best story to tell in the Republican Party, our values, our conservative values. The problem is we keep picking people who suck at telling it. We keep picking plastic individuals who have no story and no depth. They yep. just happen to be the richest Bingo. person in the room. 
Bingo. And so we gotta we gotta move beyond picking the richest person in the room just because they're the richest person in the room and begin to get people who can relate and identify with other people. Yeah, and to your point on that point, uh, I, I, I think it would be hard to argue that some of the the rising superstars of the Republican Party are are women and 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 Black Americans. I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, they they are really holding to conservative values and uh, better really than whitey is <laughs> talking about things that really the Republican Party should stand for. I mean, so I agree with you 100. percent By the way, you're going to be with one such uh, tomorrow night in Goldsboro, North Carolina, at this uh, rally. Our Lieutenant Governor, have you met uh, yes. Mark Robinson? Rockstar. I have not. I have not. I'm looking so forward to being with uh, your Senate candidate, Ted Budd, as well as Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. I'm so grateful. Um, you know, uh, about 10 years ago, my husband and I started homeschooling our kids. We homeschooled them for the past six years. And it was as a direct result that I saw 10 years ago what most people are waking up to today of what's going on in our schools. And I was like, no, you would not put your hands on my children. And so we started that journey. And uh, this is a battle we cannot lose, right? There's a lot of things we are actually losing on in this country. This must not be one of them. Parental rights matter. That is what we're coming there to talk about. And I'm so excited. Well, Terry McAuliffe uh, pretty much made it exhibit a when he said well parents shouldn't have anything to say about what goes on in our public school systems and what is being taught in our public school system and uh the voters of and primarily the voters of northern virginia which is what carries the state of virginia threw him out on his ear uh now that's not to say they won't come back and try that again and they'll just reframe what the McAuliffe had said with a more palatable language but uh i i don't expect them to give up and go away just because terry McAuliffe lost but uh, tell us about what this rally will be and why our listeners need to attend yeah you absolutely should listen uh the battle does not end on november on November 8th, uh, it continues and to, um, uh, on November 9th and on next year, 2024, I'm sorry, 2023, are going to be a lot of school board races. Um, and we need to make sure that the people we are electing, that they understand our values. Value number one, these are my children. I get to determine what they will and will not do. I get to determine if they will get a dab or wear a mask or transition from a female to uh, what they pretend to be a boy. I get to make those decisions, right? And instead, we have a lot of people, uh, it wasn't just Terry McAuliffe, but we have a lot of people throughout our, um, who sit in elected positions who believe they are God and that they get to decide what our children will and will not read and learn. And so this is, this is for your children. You need to be engaged because this is your country. These are your children. You can no longer sit on the sideline and wait for someone else to do what is your job to do. And I think that's something that you find a lot in the Republican Party is that we're constantly looking for someone else to be our martyr. We're constantly looking for someone else to ride in and save us. That's not going to happen. We should have learned that lesson by now. It's going to be us. And so that is what we're doing. We're coming here to encourage and to get out the boat for two amazing men. 
Well, are you also going to be handing out some tools? I mean, I think a lot of the parents will say, okay, well, how do I do this? I mean, now there are parents that have just rolled up their shirt sleeves and said, you know what? I don't care what the administration says. I don't care what the school board says. I'm going to roll up my shirt sleeves. I'm going to be at that meeting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let them yeah. know how I feel. And you see that happening across the country. But I think for the most part, those individuals are the exception rather than the rule. Although, don't yeah. mess with a mama bear because uh, she'll come after you. Yeah. But are, are you going to have yeah. some tools, some how-to ideas? I'm so glad you asked that question because, again, another thing I typically find in the Republican Party, we love to be entertained. We love to go to things like this, get our feel-good on, feel good about it, scream a little bit, and then go back home and sit down um, yeah. and yeah. carry on yeah. with the night. We have to get engaged. And, um, you know, and I am one of the most unlikely people to have ever ran for office. I grew up in southern Alabama. I grew up below the bottom rung of the economic ladder. I grew up in a home with no insulation, no running water, an outhouse in the back and a well on the side. Um, and yet no one ever told me I was a victim. No one ever told me that this was my station in life. And so you might as well deal with it. So I became the first in my family to go to college. Spent 10 years in the military, accepted into officer candidate school, uh, financial industry, uh, adjunct professor of, of, of um, corporate finance, and a whole host of other things. And now I just ran in a very competitive race and almost won until my own party took me down um, here. And what was it? I, I am like every other pe- person. Prior to running for office, I was homeschooling my kids. I looked around and said, I can do more. And that is what we're going to have to do. Jump in, get engaged, come out to this event, start networking, start talking to other people, figure it out. Unfortunately, there's not a roadmap from A to Z in every single case. But jump in. Don't wait for someone to write out the plans for you. Get engaged. These are your children, and these people are not playing with us. It takes place at the Maxwell Center, which is at 3114 Wayne Memorial Drive in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Is there a, well, I know you have 1776action.org. Is there a specific site if they need tickets? Do they need tickets to attend this? Yes, we would love for you to go. It's free, but you can, but we're asking everyone to um, RSVP because, again, these people are crazy out here. So we need to know who you are. Yeah, and if you yeah. really want to come in and, and learn and be engaged. So please go to uh, 1776action.org and you can RSVP there. And I can't wait to see you guys. Sounds great. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to uh, having you in uh, the state of North Carolina along with our lieutenant governor and our, uh, well, we think he's going to be uh, Senator-elect uh, Ted Budd uh, come next uh, Tuesday night. We'll we'll see. But thanks yes. for all you do. Uh, also, uh, your book, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, Being Black and Conservative in America. Where can our folks find that? Everywhere books are sold, primarily. You, you can go right to um, Amazon. Pick it up. <laughs> All right. Kathy Barnett, thank you, ma'am. Do appreciate it. Look forward to having you in our state. Blessings. Uh-huh. Bless you. Uh, interesting stuff. Put that on your calendar. If you're especially down in the Goldsboro area listening in, uh, head on over to the Maxwell Center. You know, they said you have to have tickets. My hunch is... They'd like you to, you know, RSVP. I think if you show up, uh, yeah, I'm be trying fine. to find it on their website right now. If uh, once uh, I had to break, I'll find it and see if we. Can well, post I've got, it. I've actually have the website, but it's uh, 
it's one of those things forward slash forward slash forward slash hyphen 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 save our schools but uh, if you google it uh 1776 action.org tickets goldsboro north carolina i think you'll find it stay with us benny and i'll be right back